Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. season here in our days of consecration called Unleashed, Unleashed, and we want to go, reach, and serve as the Lord would have us. How many know that everybody has that opportunity? Everybody, and we've been saying around here, every member a minister, every member a missionary every everybody has an opportunity to get involved and so tonight we're going to be talking about I'm going to be talking for just a little while teaching on this and then sister Gill is going to be coming in and dealing with some particular things to help you this is going to be a very uh, uh, hands-on type uh, session tonight to help everybody know some things that they can do amen serving with intention serving with in Tension. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. John chapter 12. I want to launch with that verse of scripture. John chapter 12 and verse 26. If any man serve me, Jesus said, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. If any man serve me. How many know that in serving in the kingdom, you're not serving the church, you're not serving uh, uh, the pastor, you're not serving really each other. We're serving Jesus. We're serving Jesus. Every form of ministry is about serving Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening. We pray, God, that you, Lord, would help us as we get into this season, Lord, and this study. I pray, Father, that there would be an awareness, God, of your presence. Lord, bless, dear Lord, our time and your word. God, and guide us through the next through a few moments here as we get connected and serving intentionally in Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. amen. The Lord bless you. you and be seated. Um, on, your, on your handout, you will see at the very beginning, I've listed what we, what we know as our vision statement. And uh, I want to read that with you. Why do we exist? Why is MPC here? MPC exists to advance the kingdom of God by bringing hope. We think sometimes that means that we're mind-none robots, and he's just going to go, okay, I'm going to be in the led of the Lord here. <clears throat> no, but I believe what the Lord does is that in our life, as we prepare and have plans, he then leads us into the next steps. He leads us in the next step. All right, let's break down the vision statement just for a few minutes. To advance the kingdom means that we bring glory to our king and establish kingdom culture and thereby fulfill Genesis chapter 126, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 10, 
And verse 33, let me, let me, let's look at those two verses of Scripture. You can go back and look at Genesis 1.26 sometime. But Matthew 6 and 10 is, is a, a segment of the Lord's Prayer that says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is up to us to pray until we know, Lord, what do you want for us here at MP? Our church is unlike any other church. We can't take what the church in the next town is doing and implement it here just by simply implementing it. What is working at uh, Knoxville, at Brother McCool's church, is not going to necessarily work here at Medora. There is a little difference between Knoxville and Medora. Amen. It's something I think we need to know about. How do we glorify God in our community? Matthew 6, says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Also, the, the commission is to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's advancing. That's what we're to do. We're to advance the kingdom. How do we do that here at MPC? We do that by, by uh, <clears throat> various means. We're on live stream. We do podcasts. We do individual ministries that go out into our community. We do it by living before folks in our life, on our jobs, everywhere. That's what we're about. Somebody say that's what we're about. And we do that by bringing hope. Somebody say bringing hope. That is continuing the work of Jesus, proclaiming the gospel. That's the message of hope. And modeling a lifestyle that brings hope. You can find these passages of Scripture to help you in fulfilling that. John 14 and 12, Acts 1 and 8, ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be, ye shall be, ye shall be witnesses. Amen. Unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Also, you can check Luke 10, 3 through 5. The second thing is the way we advance that the kingdom is by building lives. This means we're trying our best to win people, disciple people, and then equip people so that they can follow the king and fulfill their purpose. Our ultimate goal is not to see somebody baptized or filled with the Holy Ghost. The ultimate goal is to see them baptized filled with the Holy Ghost, and living out a life that God meant for them to live. That's the ultimate purpose. Because otherwise, we're just dunking people if they're not living for the Lord. Can I get an amen? We build lives. We want people to find their purpose. And then uh, lastly in that statement is as an authentic apostolic church. What does that mean? It means we consistently live, believe, and operate this ministry, this church, after the Acts of the Apostles model. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 and through 47, Ephesians 2 and 20. Uh, let's look at that, Ephesians 2 and 20. I'll read that with you. And we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord. Amen. So we are, why do we exist? 
We exist to advance the kingdom of God by bringing hope and building lives as an authentic apostolic church. Amen. Next thing I want to quickly go through with you is some of our core values. If vision says this is our why, values say this is who we are. This is who we are, okay? How do we go about this vision? Well, we have values that help us. Values tell you what you stand for. Values tell you what you are about. Quickly, I want to share with them with you. If you want to list them uh, there, number one is truth. We value truth. It's a core value. Somebody say we value truth. We're totally devoted and committed to biblical truth, doctrine, preaching, teaching. Amen. We, we are committed to that. Secondly, we value worship. We value worship here at MPC. We are passionately pursuing the presence of the Lord. Amen. Somebody say that's who we are. That's who we are. We value worship. The third thing that we see as a core value is that we love souls. We love souls. If you want to find a church where I believe somebody can be restored, MPC is a good bedrock for that. It's a good place for that because we value souls. We value bringing hope to people and seeing people's life. We, 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 we help people that turn around and walk away. And then we help those kind of people again. And then we help those kind of people again. Why? You know, sometimes it's a little gun shy, get a little gun shy, but we value souls. We love souls. That's number three. Number four, we value equipping. <laughs> Case in point, this whole session, this whole month, the focus is equipping. We want you to be really ready to go do something awesome this year for the gospel's sake. We believe investing in people. We believe investing in people. How many people do you know that play the piano at MPC? How many piano players do we have, Sister Whitney? Seven? Did you count me? Uh-huh. Yeah. Forget about old dad, don't you? Why does a church our size have eight piano players? Just a flip of a coin or accident or because years ago, Sister Teresa... Brewer and Sister Gill intentionally sat down and said, we're going to train some people to teach them how to play the piano. And it just exploded. Why? Because it's a core value. If it, if it, if we, man, help me, Jesus. Praise God. Our, our, our fifth core value that I want to share with you that we know is serving. That is impacting our world around us, both locally and globally, serving. This is where we get our giving. We value giving to missions. We value giving. That's why it's so quickly last Sunday we needed sponsors, and quickly we had them because that's a core value. If it's core value, that's what you act on. That's what you see, all right? Uh, sixthly, uh, number six is excellence. Excellence. We value excellence. We want to do our best. Our best not be, may not be as best as the church somewhere else, but let it be our best. Let's do our best, Sunday school. Do our best in, 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 in our efforts. And the last core value that I think is the one that is the glue that holds it all together is unity. We value unity. We value unity. I wanted to just briefly go through this because we talk about it 
sometimes in passing, but I wanted you to know, okay, what's the vision here at MPC and what is our core values? One of the things is serving, serving, serving everybody that possibly can be involved in something, be a part of something. The body of Christ is, 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 is just that. It is a body that every part is important. Every part is important. You take a, a $30,000 Camry. A $30,000 Camry has somewhere around 20,000 separate pieces in that car. I'm talking about from the engine to the transmission to everywhere. There, there's all kinds of pieces, all right? If you don't have an engine, it's not going to go. An average engine, I believe, in a Camry is around three grand. Okay, you got a $3,000 Camry engine, Toyota engine. It's not going to go anywhere if you don't have an engine. But that engine can't run unless it is connected to a battery that runs you about 120 bucks maybe. But that battery means nothing unless it has a cable connect the battery to the starter or, or wherever it goes on. You know how mechanically minded I am. But you got to have the cable that goes from the battery to the engine. But that doesn't mean anything unless you've got a 50 cent bolt that connects the cable. So the whole car is hinging of the 20,000 parts on a 50 cent bolt. Holds it together. So the point is, in the body of Christ, every part is valuable. Not just the comely parts, as the Bible says. Not just the parts that you see are visible up front, our, our leadership. But every if you take you, you out of the equation, you may think that you're only a 50-cent bolt. But I'm going to tell you this, that bolt is important. Now, that being said... Everyone can serve here at MPC, but some places of service require different levels of commitment and qualification. Everybody can serve, but some service requires different levels of commitment and qualification. These are varied in different places. Let me share with you some examples. How many of you enjoy the choir here at MPC? Are we blessed with a good choir? Amen. I... I can remember when I was the, the only tenor, the only tenor, and uh, I enjoyed singing in the choir then, and, and I enjoy watching the choir now, and amen, every now and then I'm going to throw myself back up there, but it's really good to be able to stand down here and watch the choir because it blesses me. Many of you may know, many of you may not know, that there is a real vision for the choir. The choir has a purpose and a place here at MPC. To sing in the choir, you watch these kids that are waiting for the day they turn 13 to sing in the choir. It's like, it's like a rite of passage. I turn, how many parents have seen that? How many of you young folks have had that? Yeah, It's a rite of passage. The choir is an important thing, but there is a qualification that you've got to be 13. That's a qualification. But the main qualification, if you're going to sing in the choir, is A, you have to be repentant of your sins, baptized in Jesus' name, having received the Holy Ghost, or actively seeking the Holy Ghost. We want to use people that may not be perfect, new converts, because I believe 
that the choir is a place for discipleship. I believe the choir is a place not for everybody perfect that's got all the holiness standards down, that know everything about everything. That's, that's not the purpose of the choir. The purpose of the choir is not even to sing good for you. The purpose of the choir is try to take somebody that's not committed, not involved, not connected, and teach them the value of working with people, getting along with people, and let those that are closer to the Lord show them how to be closer to the Lord. Somebody say, thank the Lord for the choir. But the qualification begins to go different when you look at the worship team. We have a worship team and musicians. We expect more out of them because it requires more. There's more practices. There's more involvement. They've got to be committed to on a higher level of, of relationship with the Lord. If they're not worshipers, then they're not going to, if they can't worship in the pew, <laughs> they're not going to worship on the, on the platform as a leader. So there's qualifications that go up a little bit higher level. Then we look at our ministry team leaders, those that, that run our, our ministries and our departments. They're on another level of, of commitment and qualification. All right? Our preachers are on a different level. Do you know the Bible gives us it's not our qualifications that we put in a ministry packet or a preacher's packet. There's qualifications for God-called preachers that is way different than even those that are in leadership as a ministry team leader. Qualifications. Let me share with you one, one passage of Scripture. Then I'm going to bring my part to a close. In Psalm 78 and verse 70, the Bible speaks up, the Lord chose David, also his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. He picked David. He chose David from the sheepfolds and from following the ewes, great with young. He brought him to feed Jacob, his people, and Israel in his inheritance. He brings him into a place of leadership. Look at verse 72. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. David was a man of integrity with his sheep before he was ever a man of integrity with Israel. God chose David. God called him to be his servant. He called him to feed his people Jacob, but he did it after looking at, the Bible says, according to the integrity of his heart. That meant David developed his character. David developed, he, he raised his level. <clears throat> and with the skillfulness of hands <clears throat> means that he become comp competent in his ministry. I want to tell you today that every person can serve, but not every person is qualified to serve in every place. You might feel like your, your part is just being the 50 cent bolt, but I'm going to tell you what, we can't run without it. It's about working together, but it is also about, let me just say, I've had, I've had this statement, you know, people come to me or, or, or a young man comes to me and said, I'm feeling called to the ministry. I feel called to preach. I feel like God's called me to preach. First, I'll tell him, run. Did you hear me? I tell him, run, because if you can run, you're not called. You're not called if you can run. The second thing is I tell that individual, okay, now live your life in such a way that when the moment comes 
that that announcement is made or that it becomes everybody will look and say, why sure he was because he lived a life that qualified that call. Amen. Everybody can serve, but I want to tell you, it's better to understand you have a place on every level. I'm going to ask Sister Gill to come right now, and she's going to take us into some particular things of service here in the community of MPC. Let's give her a great big hand. Amen. God bless you, honey. on some of my notes, y'all. He obviously read my stuff before I came. <laughs> we do all have a place in the kingdom of God. And uh, when you look in scripture, there are a whole lot of scriptures that deal with how we serve one another within these four walls before we go outside the four walls and try to serve the world. And sometimes uh, people get that backwards and we think we're going to go overseas and win the lost and I've never served at home. So we got to start at home first. Uh, in the Word of God, and I'm going to repeat some of, of my stuff that he took. Uh, in the Word of God, we're called the body of Christ. So we're many members of one body. So it, like he's already said, we're all needed. We're all important. We're all valuable. And um, the Bible says that we're a body and, you know, you can have a body that loses a limb or that loses a, a finger, and the body can still work, and this body can still survive, but they can't work as efficiently right. as they could if they were whole. Right. And that's how we are as a body. We need you. We need everybody. So we're not able, as a church, the church suffers if we're not all serving because we need all the members of the body to serve. And there are many benefits to serving uh, we're never more like Jesus than when we're serving. Jesus showed us on many occasions uh, that he came to be a servant. He took a towel and washed the feet of his disciples. He showed us so many different times how to be a servant. So we're never more, more like Jesus than when we're serving. Uh, you glorify God by getting involved. Ephesians says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So when God created you, how many know you were created from the beginning? Before, God knew you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. He equipped you then with gifts that he could use in his kingdom. So he wants you to get involved. He wants you to use those gifts. Uh, it gives you lasting influence. When you make servanthood a part of who you are, then it becomes a part of your children. When your children see you serving joyfully and gladly, then it becomes a part of them. And my goal, my desire is to raise a generation that knows nothing but service. This is what my mom did. This is what my grandma did. This is all I've ever seen is this is I'm part of this family, so I serve. It also gives your life greater purpose. There is a blessing in being part of something that's bigger than I am. I'm blessed when, when I see that my world doesn't just consist of me. Our mission is to build hope and to bring hope and to build lives. And sometimes doing that looks like service. So uh, when we greet our guests cheerfully, when we greet each other cheerfully, we just did the 10-minute meet and greet, when we greet each other cheerfully, when we take a child into a thoughtfully decorated classroom, when we make people feel welcome, we're letting ourselves know that I'm part of something bigger than just me. This is about God's kingdom. And the last thing I want to say is that serving one day is going to result in a greater reward. 
Because the Bible says the Heavenly Father is going to say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. He can only say that if I've been serving. He's not going to call me a servant if I haven't been serving. So we're going to talk about just some nuts and bolts of serving. Uh, before we jump in and volunteer for things, because if you've already looked on your last sheet, we're going to volunteer for some stuff. But before we just jump in and volunteer, it's good to consider a few things. We don't just volunteer for everything. Well, some of us do. But uh, it's good to be thoughtful about what we volunteer for. And I think one thing, one of the first things we need to uh, look at and consider is our personality. Our temperament. Not too long ago, we studied the different temperaments. How many remember which one you are? How many lions do I have? The lions. It says, let's do it now. The lions are risk takers. They're visionaries. They're assertive. They're goal driven. They're motivated. They take charge. And then we had the otters. How many otters do we have? Their, their motto was, trust me, it'll work out. They're the life of the party. They're outgoing. Remember the otters? They're enthusiastic. They're creative. They don't want to have anything to do with the detail. Golden retrievers. How many of y'all are golden retrievers that you remember? All right. Their motto is, how may I help you? They enjoy routine. They avoid conflict. They're very loyal. They love one-on-one -on -one time. They dislike change. And then there's the beavers. How many fellow beavers do I have? Our motto is, let's do it right. They're detailed and orderly. They are persistent, organized, perfectionists. God loves variety, obviously, because he gave us so many different varieties of these uh, temperaments. So he created each one of us with a unique combination of these personality traits, and it's wise to consider your temperament when you're volunteering for service. Because if you are a detail-oriented beaver, you would be probably best suited in a detail-oriented service. If you're gonna if you're gonna volunteer for something, probably planning events, taking attendance, working in the office, running the media. Doesn't that sound right up our alley? It's also smart to consider whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. Y'all remember we talked about that? A few weeks ago, how many introverts do I have? The introverts are the ones that we love people, but we need us some alone time. Okay? Where are my extroverts? The extroverts, these are the people, they feed off of other people. There's no such thing as too big a crowd, too many people. The more, the merrier. If you're an extrovert, you would be an awesome usher. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you're going to meet the people, you're going to greet them, you're going to everything, it's going to be a party, you're just a party waiting to happen. However, if greeting people and learning their name and getting their contact information makes you break out in hives, then that's probably not a good place for you to, to volunteer. Right. Right. These are just things to consider. The second thing that's wise to consider is your gifting. The Bible teaches us that we're given spiritual gifts. These are uh, gifts of prophecy and gifts of tongues and interpretation, but we're also in endued with natural gifts or natural talents and these are things that they come easy to us because God put those gifts within us these are things that it's nothing necessarily that we've learned we can hone them but we've not necessarily learned these gifts it's just something that comes easy to us because God gave it to us so perhaps you're an ideas person I'm looking at you otters or you're a take charge person or a relationship person, or an organizer. These are all gifts that came from God. God put these gifts within you, and they're valuable to the body of Christ. And you can put those talents to work. Because I don't believe God will ever give you a talent that you can't use in his kingdom. That's right. I 
think we just sometimes have to be creative about how we about how we use them. Uh, and I believe that it's important, this number two, gifting. I believe it's important that you serve within your gifting because, uh, for example, if you volunteer to serve in Christian education and you say, I'm going to teach a class. I, I'd like to teach the toddler class. But your, your gifting is that you're so structured that you, ha you can't devi deviate from that. We can't have it. So she's already laughing. She teaches the, that class that you can't deviate for it. You're going to lose your ever-loving mind. And so it's wise to identify our giftings. Right. Amen. So we, we've identified our temperament and we've identified our giftings. The third one is our capabilities and knowledge. We also need to take into consideration what we're capable of. I always thought it would be so neat to play the bass. I am not capable of that. I could probably learn, but it's not an inborn talent that I have. What am I capable of doing? What knowledge do I possess that I can bring to the kingdom of God and put in use? Um, if you're going to volunteer to do electrical work, please make sure you're capable of doing it. Please make sure you've got the knowledge necessary. Does that make sense? I'll tell a quick little story on me. I didn't know anything about electricity, and there was a wire in there that was connected to an uh, adding machine and we hadn't used an adding machine in years and I kept trying to pull it well it was just in this bolt tangle and I had unplugged it from the adding machine so in my head it was unplugged so I cut it with scissors and when I cut it I mean it just Matthew let me know <laughs> so if you're going to volunteer for electrical work please make sure that you you've got the knowledge of it sometimes we possess knowledge that we don't think about putting to work in the kingdom because sometimes we think that serving the kingdom of God is all super spiritual. It's not all super spiritual. There's a lot of natural things that's got to be done. Uh, as an example, I'm talking about Brother David Lanehart. He and Andy Wayman are working together. They're going to host a concealed carry training course. I had to ask him what the name of it was. It means how you carry guns and hide them. Uh, <laughs> legally, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> And we're going to advertise, we're planning to advertise it, use it as an outreach. We live in an area that I think we're going to get quite a few that are interested in that. Who knew that gun safety could be an outreach? But he's got the knowledge and we can put it into use in the kingdom of God. So sometimes we take our knowledge and let's ask the Lord, Lord, how can you, you gave me this knowledge. I've got this mind and I've learned this. How can I use it in your kingdom? And number four, the last thing to consider is seasons of life. I think before we uh, volunteer to serve, we need to consider the season of life we're in. Because at various seasons, we're going to have differing degrees of time. How many of you have less or more time than you used to? <laughs> we're going to have differing degrees of energy. And we're going to have differing degrees of resources. Money. Time, energy, and money. And uh, based on our, our season of life, those things are going to fluctuate. Well, we need to be aware of that before we volunteer to serve. So um, young people, they say that you have, usually have two of the three. Young people have a lot of free time. They usually have lots of energy, but they're not working yet, so they don't have a lot of financial resources. So we put them to work in a different way than we put middle-aged or working people. They've still got energy. They've got more money because they've got jobs, but they don't have 
a whole lot of time because they're busy working, they're raising families, they're, they're getting all this stuff done. So they've got more time, I mean, they've got more energy and more finances than they do time. And then our uh, older people that are retired, they've got more free time because they're retired. They've got some money because they've spent their whole life working, but their body may not allow them to have as much energy as when they were younger. So I think it's so, so wise that we consider the season of life that we're in because your season that you're in dictates your service. So we need to be mindful of that. So when we consider those four things, our personality, our temperament, our gifting, our capability and knowledge, and our season of life, when we take all of those into consideration and then we say, I'm going to serve, I'd like to volunteer to serve here, or I'm going to serve here, we choose our areas of service, then that allows us to serve the Lord with gladness. You know, the scripture tells us to serve him with gladness. And sometimes we serve him and we're just worn out and wrung out. And we're wondering, I just keep serving you and serving you and serving you. And I'm, I'm, I'm not any, I don't feel any better for it. Well, we haven't considered. Maybe we're outside of our gifting. Or maybe we're in a season of life we need to serve in another area. So we need to consider these things. Now, all that being said, the carpet still needs vacuumed. The bathrooms don't clean themselves. So not every opportunity for service needs to be thoughtfully considered. Sometimes we just need to get in there and clean bathroom. Amen. That is good. That is good. Sometimes we take care of the mess in the house just because we're part of the family. Uh, so not because it's necessarily our temperament or our gifting. It's just because that trash can's full. I don't necessarily have a gift to empty it. I just see that it's full. And so I can go empty it. <coughs> He said, I could say that one again. <laughs> I'm part of the family. I see a full trash can. I'm responsible to help. It's not necessarily my gifting. I will say, though, if anybody has the gift of vacuuming, it's Brother Joe. I believe he might have a gift for that. If you'll turn to your last page and just go ahead and rip that one off. We're just going to take a few minutes. And y'all go get, that's why y'all are out here. We're going to put y'all in service, too. Go get you a form. Here, you can have mine. I'm serious about this. I'm going to put y'all to work. This is a service form. And um, we're going to take just a few minutes and fill these out. If you need a pen, there's pens in the back. We're going to forms. Okay. Yes. Just that last page, there's one right there. Here's one right here. We'll make some copies. Pastor requested that everybody over the age of 10 be in the sanctuary tonight because we want, we don't wait till we're adults to start serving. If we wait till we're in our 30s to start serving, we've lost 30 years of our life that we could have been serving the Lord. Okay, if you've already got your form, we're going to do this quickly. Uh, if you will fill out your contact information, this is just for our records. Um, at the top, it's got your name, your mailing address, your um, phone number. And then if you notice, there is a line in there that says your if you'll circle your preferred method of contact. This is for those recorded announcements that we send out. Um, remind you of upcoming events or changes in the service due to uh, weather. I don't guess we're going to get any snow this year. But sometimes we what? Saturday. Saturday. So you may get a call Saturday. Uh, would you prefer to have it by email, text, or call?
Okay, these are pretty self-explanatory, but I'm just going to run through them. We'll start in the left column. Just check any areas you're willing to serve in. We're going to go through them quickly. Uh, there's ushers and greeters. These people are our front line. Aren't you thankful for the ushers and greeters staff we have? They create the first impression of MPC, and they're so vitally important. Uh, building security is just what it says, securing our building. Guest minister hospitality, we give a gift basket to each visiting minister, and then while they're here, we uh, provide water and snacks. We stay with them if you'd be interested in being part of that. A nursery worker or a toddler worker, that's pre-K and kindergarten. Kids worker, that's first grade through fourth grade. Preteen or youth worker, that's fifth grade through graduation. These are Sunday mornings, Tuesday nights. If you need to make a little note on there that you are available at a certain time, that's fine too. Uh, Bible quiz, being part of our Bible quiz um, staff. Boys and Girls Club, we have uh, plans to begin a uh, Boys and Girls Club this year, and we need people to staff them if you'd be interested in being part of a boys club or part of a girls club. Vacation Bible School, everybody just go right ahead and check that. We need all your help. Uh, decorating, this is our Christian education area as we decorate the rooms every quarter, and I know our staff would really appreciate any help. Fundraising, am I going too fast? No, y'all good. Fundraising for students, this is to send our students to midwinter. Uh, they're getting ready to go this week. Uh, summer camp, NYC. If you would be willing to help them raise funds for that, that would be awesome. Coordinate meals. This is to oversee meals for uh, revival services, uh, for when we have funerals, when we have uh, someone that's had surgery or is sick and we take meals in, if you'd be willing to coordinate that. Monthly nursing home service. We have a nursing home service at Hoosier Christian Village the first Sunday of the month. Uh, we could use some help with that, help staffing that. Send flowers from MPC. This is if you would call and order the flowers when we have... Um, Funerals, hospital stays, uh, prepare food for revivals, plan showers. We do wedding and baby showers. Moms in Touch, this is an outreach that Sister Hannah oversees. It's an outreach to the, the teachers of our local school here in Medora. If you'd like to be part of that, we take them treats, just do a lot of different things. Sound, media, live stream. Those are three that we go back to the capabilities and knowledge. They don't want me back there on the media. Y'all wouldn't even, you'd never know what we're supposed to be singing. <laughs> uh, the choir. The cleaning team. This is for our, uh, inside our building. Brother Jones, Sister Peggy oversee this, and I know they'd be delighted to have help if you'd like to help weekly or monthly. Oversee the kitchen and pantry. That's keeping our kitchen clean and the pantry stocked. Gardening and shrubs. Lawn care team the building lockup, building repairs. If you're interested in helping with building repairs, you might want to make a note of what your skill set is. Uh, carpentry, plumbing, heat and air, electricity. Uh, snow removal. Set up the back for prayer each Sunday. Stock the supplies in the back window. Keep attendance. I know I'm flying through these, but they're pretty self-explanatory. Guest and absentee follow-up. This is sending cards, making phone calls. Uh, making visits, making co working in the office, making copies. This is a monthly thing where we uh, make copies for our announcement card. Help set up and clean up for communion. Help with baptisms. 
And then in the bottom, in the notes section, this is by no means a comprehensive list. In the notes section, if you have a skill or an experience that's not listed on here, if you've got something you'd like to offer or you'd like to suggest, just make note of it in that notes section. And then when you get through, our ushers will come and get the cards from you. Again, everybody is free to serve. We all want to serve the, the Lord. We all want to serve in his kingdom, and it's a blessing. We're blessed to serve. going to give you just a few minutes here to get these finished filled out and uh, then I'm going to have the ushers come and pick them up so if you would we'll wrap those up thank you sister Gill let's give her another great big hand if you would please I think it's important to serve with intention to really really care about what you do and but not everything in the church as she said a while ago not everything in the church requires you to be passionate about but I do think it's important you talk about vacuuming or cleaning it's important to have a certain amount of I want to make sure I do a good job I want to make sure that I that what I'm doing is is the best that I can do you know we're often easy to give it a lick and a promise when it comes to different things. But when we serve with intention, we serve with purpose and with passion. All right. I'm going to get Brother Keith and Brother Bobby, if they would, just to walk by. And if you would, just kind of pass it to the end here, uh, to the inside. And they will pick that up. Thank you, guys. Praise God. Is this your row? Yes. All right. Already got theirs, Brother Bobby. How many of you have ever been picked up by uh, one of our ushers with an umbrella helping you get out of the car? Yes. Anybody? Mm -hmm. That's called service with intention. <clears throat> That's being intentional about service. And uh, I'm so thankful that we have such a, a working, serving staff. I think everybody right, finished? Okay. All right. Thank you, Brother Keith. I want to wrap this up just with a, uh, <clears throat> something I want to share with you. And I want to show you four ways how to serve and not help anybody. <clears throat> All right? Four ways how to serve and not help anybody. <clears throat> Number one <clears throat> is serve without balance. It's a good way to serve and not help anybody. Serving without balance quickly leads to burnout, frustration, and then... We become consumed with the problems of those that we serve at the expense of our family, at the expense of our self-worth, at the expense of our health. Sometimes it's good. Back away. I realize that everybody needs to serve and everybody needs to be a part, but not everybody needs to be burnt out. You know, somebody said one time, I want to, I, I, I want to, 
uh, I'll go down at sea serving for the Lord. Really? Is that the choice? I don't sound like a real good choice to me, Brother Seth. That don't sound like a good choice. I, I, I wanna, I'll go serve and, and everything, but I want to stay afloat. All right? Uh, so serve without balance is a good way to help no one. Number two, serve without sincerity. Insincere service is deadly. It harms the servant and the ones who are being served. Insincere service tends to be superficial, fake. There's no depth. Service of this nature is more about appearance than it is about actually serving. It's about how good I look, what I look like. It's superficial. It's not sincere. We've all seen, seen those fake servants. Everybody seen those fake servants that they, they do it to be seen? On the surface, they're super sweet, but in reality, they're phony. That's a good way to serve and not help anybody. They let everyone know about how they're handling the things. Look what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the kinds that'll go hand out blankets, blankets on the street, but they're late to church. I'm sorry, did I say that? Did I say that out loud? Okay. Uh, serving superficially stands on the opposite side of true service. Service is humility. Amen. Uh, number three, the way to serve and not help anybody is serve without boundaries. Serve without boundaries. Serving without boundaries is is most common way people serve poorly. Uh, their way is to be a servant leader, uh, not a doormat. Uh, one author said, in true servanthood, we give up control to the Lord, our master, and not to people. Serving without boundaries opens the door for the servant to be abused and to become a victim and have a victim's mentality. You can serve without being manipulated and taken advantage of. A servant of the Lord can say, no, it's okay to say no. As much as we're pushing you to say yes, it's okay to say no. I'm preaching really hard right now. I want you to get it, all right? You'll never go wrong serving as unto the Lord, but you can go wrong serving as unto man. Okay, serve with boundaries. For the number four, the last way that I want to show you about serving and not helping anybody is to serve without intent. To serve without intent. Intent implies a sustained, unbroken commitment to purpose. If you are serving with intent, that means you have the understanding that there's a purpose behind this. There's a purpose behind this. When you vacuum that floor and you do that work or you, you do something, you realize that when that person walks in who's hopeless, he's not distracted by dirt on the floor. He's not distracted by, uh, 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 you know, things being out of place. He's, he's, he's coming in. We want to give everybody an opportunity to get the most out of his church. And so there's got to be a purpose, understanding behind even the smallest detail. Serving without, tent, without intent will lead to complaining about your huge obligations. 
Here are some things that can happen when you serve without intent. You become bitter. You become frustrated. So, therefore, serve with purpose. Serve with joy. Serve as unto the Lord. But keep your boundaries. Have your time. It's okay to say no as long as you're saying yes a whole lot. Amen? Stand with us, please. One of the challenges, one of the challenges in, in pastoring is you can't fire people. Did you hear what I said? You can't fire people, but neither can you hire people. It's by a heart. It's by you want to. You want to. And, and it blows, Sister Gail and I continually have our mind blown by, by you, many of you, that serve with such humility and serve with such passion and don't, want, don't care whether you get a, applause or anybody says anything about it. Do things behind the scenes. It doesn't matter. Amen. And, and for that, I say thank you. Thank you. You, you, you make my, my job easier, and I appreciate that. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. Lord, we want to. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.